Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Catherine Andrea, and she is going to be directing the upcoming uh, independent film, Bloody Poolside. And she's also playing Tasha in Little Red Rosie. And I'm so excited to be seeing these movies. Uh, they, they seem like they're going to be amazing. Um, and I'm so glad that we can have you back for a second time. And how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I just got back from this wild, wild road trip um, across the country. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've seen the pictures. Looked amazing. The Grand Canyon, everything looked beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it, it was nuts, especially the Painted Desert. That was absolutely nuts. I saw petroglyphs, all of it. Absolutely. Um, as I was telling you, I'll let everybody else know. Uh, my office is being a little bit of renovated. We're eventually going to be moving out of this place sooner than later. Um, but I don't have uh, light on this side of the room. It's on that side. <laughs> and right there is the window. And the lights are going to be going dark. And my ring lights aren't set up in, in this room. I don't have many much room in here. It's such a mess with everything getting packed up and everything. So uh, so just so everybody knows, you'll gradually see me going into darkness as the sun goes down. Um, but you were on the show before. So for people that have seen your last interview, it's more of a refresher, or people that haven't mm -hmm. seen your last interview, if they want to get caught up on who you are and how you got into filmmaking, let us know. How did you get your start into being a filmmaker? So how I got my start was originally inspiration. So first, first I started doing the documentary, which does come out this summer. Um, so basically it's called Lighting Up the Night. I ended up pushing it to this summer instead of last summer, because by the time we got done wrapping principal photography, the fireflies were um, like not showing up anymore. And basically my vision for it, so it has a firefly theme and now, if it was like Hollywood or something like that, I might not have control over exactly when it premieres, mm -hmm. but I have a lot more control over when it premieres, when it releases all of that as an independent filmmaker. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I firmly like I want the experience to stick with the viewer w when they walk into the theater and when they walk out. So I want the fireflies out. So because of that, it's going to be this summer that 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 premieres. Awesome. That's exciting. I know we uh, last yeah. time I had you on, I believe it was last summer. Or so uh, we were yep. talking about this, uh, this uh, documentary, and that's really exciting. So before we get into Little Red Rosie and Bloody Poolside, uh, just let everybody know, um, where would they be able to see this movie when it releases? Um, So I'm going to put it on streaming. I plan to do a premiere. Um, It's going to be a theater premiere. I'm going to shoot for Waynesboro, Waynesboro Theater. I may shoot for the Alamo, but right now I'm leaning very much toward Waynesboro okay. or maybe dinner and a movie. There's a location in Falls Church that sometimes does that. I haven't opened that conversation with them yet, but I plan to. So um, any any um, news with that will be released. And then um, what was it um, that that should be? Yep. I mean, it it will be probably a month, maybe two, that that okay. I should release news for that. So awesome, perfect. Um, so for those that are unaware, what is Bloody Poolside and what is Little Red Rosie? What are they both about? Okay, so Bloody Poolside is going to be a longer answer, definitely. So I'm going to go into Rosie first. Okay. Now with Rosie, um, I can't really like say like nearly as much yet. 
Um, but basically, Little Red Rosie is about a character um, named Tasha. So that's my character. And it's also about a character named Calvin. Um, but basically, it's about a very, very dysfunctional family that has kind of a lot of problems. There's a lot of tragedy. Um, and there's a killer doll. And um, part of the part of the tragedy results in the killer doll. But basically, it's going to leave it's it's so it's so tragic that I'm trying to think um, there's a lot of scary elements that don't even have to do with the doll per se. There's just a lot of complete, you know, drama. Just you're going to kind of wonder, per se, if you agree with the doll with some of okay. the characters the doll killed. So it kind of has that different element um, to a doll movie than like, you know, where you'd feel like strictly pretty bad for the victims like in um like let's say annabelle or chucky or something like that you're like oh that poor victim they didn't deserve that you know what i mean right so it, it's it's gonna be different it, it's gonna be it's gonna be very good and this summer the other big thing is that this summer there are there are a lot of very very dark movies being filmed because that's something that rosie and bloody poolside have in common is some of the subject matter is just like this black void where it's absolutely just like it's gonna be very tragic. So okay, nice. Um, and then I realized so that that's 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 the most I can say for Rosie because I'd prefer to let Matt Burns handle um a lot of the promo at this time for Rosie okay. until I have that full conversation with him about exactly what I can be sharing. So I gave you a very watered down um summary, but for Bloody okay. Poolside, um, it goes and I'm doing this with the promo content too. So Bloody Poolside goes from very lighthearted, yay, you know, let's party at the poolside and have a really good time and boo to everybody that's not in our group is kind of the energy that these girls are going to have. But it's going to get darker and darker and darker as the story goes on to the point where you're going to wonder if there's going to be anything positive in the ending. And that's going to be a very, very good question. Um, basically, so the other big thing that I'm making sure of in this movie is that the, the characters are 3D. So while like when I remember when I did the casting for um, or put out the casting call initially for Mean Girls characters, that's how I described them. But it's not just the ew as if it's not just that it's not like that 2D. They're just kind of mean. There's going to be a reason, an underlying reason why each of them is the way they are. Um, there's going to be that that substance, that humanity to everybody. And then um, there, the theme of abuse is going to be very heavy with it. Yeah. Um, there is a secret in the house that the reject sister of one of the girls discovers because it's a group of four girls. Um, the the emo, into, into the spiritual, where it's black, listens to some metal, ew, you know, sister of one of them that their mom made him bring is going to discover something in the house and girls are going to basically start dying off. It, it It's effectively a psychological survival horror. And that's yeah. how I plan to add something. Um, you know, I, I love a good old basic chop them up slasher, but I, I want to do something different. So, yeah, there's a lot of slashes out there. So like do some, like doing something different makes more eyes come on to you because like, there's not a lot. Yeah going on with that part of the genre so why don't well, that might be something different that i can sink my teeth into and watch you know yeah because <laughs> um that, that's my plan and i've been very very careful about how i go about things 
Like mm-hmm. even like the process of writing, the the process of casting. I was I was ridiculously picky with casting, and I learned. I learned it sort of like after, so it was like kind of awkward. And if, if 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 this um actress watches this, she's gonna get kicked because she's gonna remember that conversation with me. But <laughs> I. <laughs> yeah, because I got mostly done casting casting the 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 core group of girls, Good. and and um the casting process that I did is they have to provide headshots, resumes, and reels. They have to send me their professional package. Um, I reviewed it. My my casting decision was mostly made by the reel. So usually it was basically like a ninety ninety nine percent yes by the time I contacted them at all. But I I I, I hit them up. And I told them, hey, um, here's a portion of the script. I want to do a Zoom call with you. We're going to meet each other, break the ice. We're going to do a, lo- a little quick read through. Um, effectively, what it was, and I kind of like, I don't even know how I didn't realize it when, when I told them that, <laughs> is it is a cold read through Zoom. And that is just one of the most savage and just most intense, like, especially for someone that doesn't know me. I'm like the big scary director being like, we're going to do a Zoom call. And you're going to read from a script that I haven't given you time to memorize. It's a right. very intense casting process. And when, and when this girl I was on a shoot with told me, you made them do a cold read through Zoom, I was like. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's how you get good, get like the good cast, you know, involved because one, there's two things that I think of. There could be more, but there's two things definitely that I think of that takes me out of a movie. It's bad acting. Yeah. And bad audio, whether it's music, background sound, you know, those two things really take me out of it. Like, you yeah. know, I could I could deal with the occasional Easter egg of, you know, wait, they just moved shift positions randomly between scenes. I could deal with that. But bad yeah. acting takes me out of it. And so does bad audio. Yeah, because um, I made sure to prioritize. So the, so the two big things I made sure to prioritize upon the planning out of like the basics of this movie was very very good or like well thought out storyline um to try to avoid you know giant plot holes and then the the cast the cast i was like let me put a very big emphasis on the acting because like i i've heard some suggestions over actors i should bring in and like because i know and it's like there's very good actors that have been suggested to me and stuff, but like, I kind of like know it when I see them, like for who needs to have this particular role, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's something in the real, sometimes it's with a headshot, but it actually taught me a lot as an actor myself. It taught me kind of what casting directors are looking for. Just like my own pickiness with casting, because it's like such qualified people and the, the group of actors, of actresses that applied for those roles that was not easy like i i'm so lucky i have two actresses that have bachelor's degrees in acting and yeah. they're, they're they are troopers um <laughs> i almost don't know if i can trust them and when i say that i'm joking but i almost don't know if, if i can tr- mm-hmm. trust them because you can see just how quickly those tears well up in those eyes when they're about to start crying and they're real i'm like this is going to be a very good story this is going to be good nice. so Nice. And that yeah. that's a, that's a, a lot of people think, oh, it's easy to think of something, you know, to make you cry. All you need to do is either get eye drops or think of like a tragic part of your past. And that's part of it. But yeah. a good actress or and a good actor, they they can make it not like right away. They can they can immediately cry. They don't have to wait, you know, five minutes until they can get that up and then be like, OK, I'm ready. Go, go. You know, they could do yeah. it right on cue. 
Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, because there's that. And I learned recently as well. Um, actually, recently when I was in L.A., I learned some of the tricks to crying. So it's still something I'm still practicing because that's definitely a huge challenge for me as an mm-hmm. actor since I am dissociative um, personally with how I handle trauma. So I cannot work with personal experiences or anything that reminds me of personal experiences. I have to work off of fictional circumstances yeah. in order to produce to actually produce tears. Yeah. But basically, I learned that sometimes you have to do a lot of work the night before a shoot. You mm-hmm. have to basically bring up those feelings where you wake up the next morning and you're still a little bit sad. And when you get to set, you're able to, to cry yeah. and that you're likely limited to only so many amount of tears. Like uh, like some Hollywood actors, they deal with it. You're limited to so many tears yeah. to the point where, um, uh, what was it? Uh, you're limited to so to only a couple of tiers to the point where if you are helping feed energy to another actor, like if you, like if the camera is not on you, it's on somebody else. Mm-hmm. You specifically do not want to cry for that. You don't want to produce any tears because it will dry up on you, and then yeah. you'll be like, "Yep, so. <laughs> absolutely." Um, so speaking of Little Red Rose, because I know you want to Matt uh, Burns to discuss a lot of this with you know do a lot of the promotion for this i don't know if you can answer these two questions um but the one i have is um the doll of rosie i think it's freakingly adorable like it's it's scary scarily adorable if that makes sense um how was this concept created to get this to make rosie look like that um so basically what happened and this is something that is is um something that will be known to the public so I can tell you this. Okay. Um is Matt basically was just hanging out in his free time and he went to a flea market um and he saw that doll and it struck inspiration in him. Nice. And he picked up that doll and that's actually part of the basis for for the script being written. Nice. So it kind of worked out like that. Um, when you say how adorable that doll is, like creepy cute, I 100% agree with you. Um, when we have been on set, I, I will, I will throw you this is when we have been on set, Rosie does this adorable little bounce as she goes to kill people. Like, oh like gosh. the camera, like if we go to do like a GoPro shot of her POV, it's all sometimes you see her, her little hair be like. Nice. As she holds a knife in her hand, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be just so adorable, like watching her well kill people. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the thing about us horror people. Like we could sit in the McDonald's and be like, "How are we gonna kill so and so today?" And everybody's gonna look at us like we're insane and crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that happened to me before in meetings. Um, with my produ- with like Carl and everything. Like we would sit in McDonald's and have a meeting, and they would be, and we'd be like so. Do we want to slit somebody's throat? To like, are we going to slit their throat? Or are we going to behead them? Or are we just going to beat them with a hammer? And the old people <laughs> at McDonald's drinking like the coffee, and then, and Carl's like, "We're just we're making a movie. We're not really going to slit somebody's throat or beat them with a hammer." <laughs> yeah, because um, that actually happened pretty pretty recently. Actually, um, I I was on a phone call with somebody um attached to Rosie, and we were discussing mm-hmm. Rosie, and we were discussing some of the some of the kill scenes and stuff like that while I was on set actually just the other day for a film that is a romantic comedy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, so, um, you know, there's going to be this to, I don't know, wedge into this person's body part. I'm not going to say what body part because it's a spoiler. Right. But, you know, I'm just like talking like that and then someone's going past being like, 
The girl, are you real? <laughs> <laughs> are you for real right now? <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. Um, so, so, uh, what do you uh, for Bloody Poolside? What do you see the biggest challenge of getting this movie made, filming wise, production wise? Um, the biggest challenge um is going to easily be. I picked so when when I did my casting, Annette. I I I was okay because I I am a sucker for Atlanta. I love yeah. Atlanta and I love networking. Cause mm-hmm. like even with this road trip where I went and I I went to some sets across the country and I met a lot of people and stuff like that. Um, I love to network with with people that aren't from here. I feel it expands yeah. my world. It expands my perimeters of you know my my reach, yeah. um, opportunities one hundred percent. Um, so basically, I was just like. Well, you know, because when I was casting for the girls for Bloody Poolside, I was like, well, I can't I can't go to Atlanta. So like right now, like I had stuff going mm-hmm. on. So I'm like, I can't go to Atlanta right now. So yeah. I'm going to have Atlanta come to me. So yeah. I, I, I factored that in with the casting. Um, the downside with that is there have been there have been times where people have run into basically fatal to the film um, problems that come from bringing in a lot of out of town talent. Which is why, especially in the industry, even big sets, big sets, it, it is being, becoming the standard of just hire people that are local because of yeah. some of the problems that can happen. So basically, I just made sure very much so because I was like, I know that this is a way that some people can mess up. So how can I do this in a way that's smart and that results in a film? Because like, for the most part, like I'll expand my budget a little bit, I guess, mm-hmm. w- once I launch the industry. Go go some extra funds like I can make some scenes a little bit wilder or whatnot and there's a lot of good that can come and I know that some people they just like to invest they like to be part of something and I want to I want to you know yeah. allow that possibility yeah. but basically um what was it uh my my thing that I was thinking is ultimately I am investing a lot of my money out of yeah. my pocket that mm-hmm. money I earn into this project so I'm not just going to throw that down the drain. I am going to make sure I invest wisely, that I cast wisely, that I bring yeah. on good people. Um, if there are good people, I or if there are people that are not good people and I find out, mm-hmm. I will deal with it. Yeah. But basically, um I cast professionals. Um, so Angel Bradford, that that is a solid actress that and and uh, even after casting her, and I, I hope she watches this. <laughs> After casting her, I have seen very quickly why so many people cast her. She is absolutely yeah. an asset to the set. If, if a fire needs to be put out, she puts on her little firefighter hat and she mm-hmm. she she will absolutely be there. She she wants to see the ND film get made. Yes. On whatever set she's on, she wants to see that absolutely. come out and release. Absolutely. So, um, we were going to have Angel Bradford for 72, but because of situations under uh, uh, that was out of her control, she wasn't able yeah. to do it. She was very disappointed, very apologetic. Like, yeah. she's such an amazing person. And Angel, if you're watching this, I will be reaching out for you for an interview. I only have till August, so we got to make it happen because I'm going back on hiatus when I start my second semester of grad school. But <laughs> but I definitely want to have you back on. We'll I'll discuss with yeah. her bloody poolside and everything else she's been involved in. But yeah, yeah she's a, an amazing talent, like amazing. And and I'd like to get so some of the girls for my project. I'd like to get a, try to get them on here. So I'll definitely refer them your way. For, yeah, absolutely. Um, Please do. But um, basically, um, I cast professionals. I cast Angel Bradford. I cast Christina Sant- 
Santiago from New York. Okay. She she she's basically she she is in some people some people might agree some people might not but I fully believe this. She is the equivalent or um she is the Angel Bradford of New York. Okay. Angel Bradford comes from the south, Christina Santiago comes from the north. Both great yeah. talent, both very valuable on a set. I brought in girls with college degrees that they they know their stuff. When you see their reel, you're like, oh my gosh, this girl knows what she's doing. Right. I, I I bring in some good talent in, yep. and um, I am very lucky to have them on board. Yeah. And um, the the way that I'm solving the issue uh, <laughs> before it pops up, uh, as as horrible as it sounds, of uh, bringing in a lot of out of town out of town talent mm-hmm. is killing some of the um, the out of towners first. Yeah. So um, what one of them dies a little quicker, one of them dies a little quicker after her. Like there, yep. there's an order to it. Yep. And um, <clears throat> basically the death, the death scenes were strategic. So yeah. uh, and I mean Absolutely. that with love. I'm making sure they die. They die very nicely. Absolutely. So. Yeah. When we brought in out of towners from 72, we had one specific day, one specific day that the out of towners, if they were all free that day, that was the day they all came in. We filmed only their scenes that day. And we made sure that we got everything yeah. we needed to get with them. So we didn't have to bring them back. And then we did. We had people like Chris Writings um, coming in. Um, we had yeah. Daniel Lund. We had people like from out of town that came in. And uh, and uh, I mean, we made sure that we were able to get them that day, like all their content in because people don't realize that costs money. Now with 72, we had a decent Indiegogo. But with our first movie, Samhain, that was like what you're doing with Bloody Poolside. Everything came out of my yeah. paychecks. And and yeah. it's 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 real and that and if if you waste that money on petty petty things and not important things, it shows in the production value. Oh yeah, it does, and and that's why you spending it on great you know talented actors and actresses from out of town. If they can put on yeah. a, an amazing performance, that's going to bring so much value to the production value. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, this is going to tug at your heartstrings. Like everybody yeah. who watches, and and that that's something that I made sure of in the script. After the first scene, the audience is going to be like, "Hello, movie." Yeah. Like, like that right. was okay, you know. And nice. then by the end, um, I was actually advised, and this is very good advice. I was advised to just like not even have any any little like scenes in the credits. Right. To just have it just black have it silent with no music yeah. just because the end will just shake you like yeah. it, oh. it it's intense like it, it's gonna be it, it's gonna it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be one hell of a movie so awesome so are you planning on an indiegogo for this movie yes so i am planning on an indiegogo so i am prepared to pay for it all out of pocket mm-hmm. um the most expensive weekend easily by a long shot is um you know in about two weeks so yeah. i'm basically have my pennies pinched you know if you say hey Catherine, want to go get ice cream the answer is no for about two weeks um be- because <laughs> i have to pinch these pennies i have to invest this wisely but yeah. basically um the thing i realized is that so so there's a scene and this is actually really funny so there there is a scene where um and and i'm not gonna say who it is but i'm gonna tell you so so okay. you know there's a scene where a character die, um, floats into the air and dies with the next snap. Okay. Currently in the script. And Ooh. then I was advised, I was, I was, you know, sh- shooting the, you know, I, I don't know if you're going to bleep it, so I'll, I'll try not to cuss. I was, you know, right. um, yeah, I, here's me trying not to cuss. But um, <laughs> I was joking around with one of my friends 
And they said something about, um, how about you have this character's head turn 360 degrees and then her jaw rip off? I'm like, yes. Um, if I can get the funding, yes. Because the next snap, like, that's easy to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But twisting a head 360 degrees, if I do that, I want to do that realistically. But that takes yeah. extra special effects funding, which yeah. um, I think the next snap, would 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 be um would would add a, a whole lot of effect i think it would still be a very solid movie with that's that next snap with the circumstances of that next snap okay. but it would be nice to rub it in a little bit harder and break your hearts just that much more so yeah. I, i'm all for it if we can get the funding i love a movie or a series that makes you feel like they're family and they say these are your family now, and then they just take them away from you. Yep. <laughs> one of them, one one series that I I I don't get like that a lot with movies. I really have to be invested. But one movie, one TV series that did that to me was How to Get Away with Murder. Oh yeah, because um, end of I, that. Yeah, because um, I need to watch that. I haven't seen that. Okay, you de- that's on Netflix. It's a great series. Viola Davis is the star, and that I won't spoil anything then. But that ending, like it, it stuck with me. And that acting in that entire show from start to finish, it it strings you along. And they t- they tackle so many controversial uh, topics that uh, that should be talked about, whether it's in a courtroom fashion or in their personal lives, whether it be homosexuality and H and one of the partners having HIV before they met. And how they yeah. tackle like balancing a relationship with H- with an STD, um, and then on top of that, they they talk about like child concentration camps, like you know racism. They they tackle so many beautiful in beautiful ways. They tackle these very controversial and you know topics that you try to stay away from because they lead to really yeah. bad debates, and they do it beautifully, yeah. and they make it work. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that's the yeah, show I recommend. Um, yeah. Yeah, because that definitely sounds like something I'd like to watch now. Because like I've yeah. noticed that's one of the themes about some of these movies that are coming out. Or yeah. one of the things is that there's a lot of movies where indie filmmakers, um, mm-hmm. Matt, myself, like we we are just like you know how about we stretch the boundaries a little bit? How about yeah. we cover some of this controversial content that. People don't really talk about like there. There is some ridiculously dark stuff. Um, we are going to touch on so in Bloody Poolside, and I am not going to talk about anything to do. Like I'm not going to give you any sort of spoilers the best right. I can. But we are going to touch on uh, um, abuse to the handicapped. So wow. I'm not going to say the circumstances of that that is very dark. That is not something that's usually talked about in movies, but we're going to talk about it. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and and if you think about it, Friday the 13th part two killed a guy in a wheelchair that at the time was very crazy. Like they didn't, nobody expected that. So yeah. the fact that now we're in a, you know, year, all these years later, decades later, you know, that's still a controversial topic to talk about. So having something that dark in a movie, it brings something new to the movie. It brings new freshness and it's entertainment value. So, yeah. you know, somebody not really handicapped being killed, but it's, it brings the new freshness and balance to a movie that a lot of people don't see. Yeah. Yeah, sir. I love new to- new topics in a movie. I love new topics uh, yeah. that haven't been explored. Like that's why when we did Samhain, I-, I killed somebody by drowning them in a bowl of cereal. 
Because <laughs> like you that. don't see that. And then it spelled the main yeah. character's name on the forehead in alphabet serial. It was, it was, it I was like that. Yeah, it was new. And a lot of people said that death wasn't brutal. There wasn't blood. But it was unique. It was creative. And that's what I love in a movie. I want to see creativity. Yeah. Because that stuff is good. And wait, just wait until you see some of the stuff. That comes wait. in bloody poolside, and and I want to see that too. Like the serial, that that that's a good death. That that is that is literally a serial killer. So I, right. I like that. Yeah, exactly. And the funny story about that is the serial we used was from when we were going to make it as we were, this movie was originally supposed to be a TV series that like a, a like a web series, and the serial was from the previous year, and it was stale beyond belief. So she didn't eat it at all, but she was like playing around with it until she got killed. But yeah. Uh, we didn't know he was going to do this, but the Brett Harris, who plays our killer, he uh, took a handful of the cereal. He knew it was stale. He didn't know it was that stale, but he knew it was stale, and he put it in. He almost choked on it because it was that bad. And you can hear he's like, <clears throat> that's some killer cereal. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a clever play with the words, you know? Um, so I'm really excited to see Bloody Poolside, though. I'm really excited to see that. I'm really excited to see Little Red Rosie. Um when I know you guys, I don't think you have filmed them yet, but when can we expect roughly an estimated release year? Do you have any ideas? Um, Little Red Rosie, that's not mine to say. So I, um, until Matt says that, um, that okay. that will wait on that. Okay. Um, Bloody Poolside, I'm not gonna have an idea yet. Okay. Um. So basically, the big thing is after these scenes that are being shot at the end of this month. After that, I'm basically like, so the actors are going to be on a little bit of a break. It's probably not going to be a very long break. It's probably going to be like a month or two. But basically, I have to bring Angel Bradford back. Mm -hmm. So um, she is going to, um, what's it? With her schedule, that's probably going to take a couple months. So I'm going to be basically gauging her availability and and gauging the availability of the other actors Mm -hmm. and stuff. And being like, okay, here's where when we're gonna schedule this, and then um, the there is going to be a a scene that takes place that is depicted in a hospice. Okay. And that is going to be my 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 happy. I am I am referring to it lovingly as Catherine's creepy hospice, and it's going to be nuts. And um, there there is a woman who I know. She is a very very happy backgrounder. Um, I've met her. She is just the happiest lady. Um, she survived cancer. Okay. Um, she, she, she wears a wig and she is just so happy because she survived cancer. And I mean, I I feel like that would be something to to be very happy about. And, um, one of the things she's very happy about is to come out to my side and take her wig off. And she, she told me, she said, I I am going to show you, I, I, I would like my, my scars to be seen on camera. So I'm like, okay. So, um, you know, she's going to come out for that. Um, I am, it is looking like I will be getting Monique Dupree out for the hospice scene. Yeah. Um, there's going to be, and then if, if I get the funding, cause this is going to be something dependent on the Indiegogo. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very, very nuts either way. And extremely dark, convoluted, yeah. just nasty, like no good energy right. everywhere. But, um, if I get the funding, I want to get a whole bunch of extras in, like basically yeah. anybody that's available. I'm going to get like a bunch of bodies in there. So I'm going to like depict anxiety on screen. Nice. Um, and like the feeling of being watched. And I'm going to do that by, if I can with the funding, 
by getting bodies in black suits like you know you know those green suits a, yeah. a black version of that to have shadow figures entirely around the room right so it's, it's gonna be nuts and um the, the way i'm envisioning it in my head it's gonna be very creepy it's just gonna be black masses just all over the place to the point where right. y- you can't see two feet in front of you and yeah. it's just gonna be nuts so I, i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping for that i think that would be pretty good absolutely that would be amazing so the last question i do got for you do you have anything else social media websites other projects anything at all that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audience anything at all i would like to promote oh i'm gonna do this now since um since i am you know on the zoom today and since i i guess this episode will come out um relatively quickly like it's safe to say within a week yeah, definitely, um, probably, there, definitely no later than tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm just like, in, in case something happens and you like basically die today and you pop right. back up in a week. So <laughs> that's like the safety. So um, don't die. No dying, Scotty. No so dying until it's uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, did, I was the AC on a project that is winning a lot of awards and is going to be seen um, in Awesome Con. It is going to have a screening. Oh. It, it is called The Strangle of Ivy. It is a female director. It is a gothic horror film okay. um, or, or short gothic horror film. And um, the the trailer, um, if I recall correctly, I think they released the trailer. But look for that. Um, look up The Strangle of Ivy and consider viewing that at the screening at AwesomeCon. Awesome. Um, it, it is a very good concept. It, it's new. It brings something new to the table that you don't see every day. The cinematography, the acting is great. The whole team did a very good job. So I nice. think that is, that is worth putting on, um, everybody's radar as well. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, and then obviously you have an IMDb. So if any projects you have coming up in the future or currently going on, you, they can look at your IMDb, check that out, see what Catherine is involved in. Thank you so much, Catherine, for joining me, especially after a long trek across country. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I just got back. Like, my hair is still in a messy braid. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad you made it happen. Uh, before I let you go, um, to let everybody know that if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to share, subscribe, um, you know, like, comment, all that good stuff. If you're listening on Google Podcasts, uh, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the podcasting platforms, be sure to rate, like, comment, share, subscribe, whatever you have to do on there. Um, go ahead. Ooh, Scotty, I realized something as well. What? There's one thing we should do before we let our viewers go. Okay, what? Um, When, when we went to do this um interview... There was one there was one topic or one question you don't normally ask that that I want to go into real quick. Okay? Um if anybody faces adversity. There you go. Faces um online bullying, um lies, rumors, gossip, just nasty backstabbing happening behind their back. Yep. Do your job. That is my biggest biggest advice I have to people who are, who are dealing with that cuz that can be yeah. very very intense. When, if someone cyberbullies or tries to smear you, smear your name, smear your projects, anything like that, um, that is something that can cause people to be very, very depressed. That can, that can, yes. you know, be some legit negative feelings. Um, it is not acceptable behavior. Um, but if anybody deals with anything like that, the the thing that I did and that and that worked out, ayo, it yep. is your job. So fo- focus Absolutely. on your. Career. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Exactly. Yeah. And to let everybody also know, I am on Cameo. So if you want, the Father's Day is coming up. If you want, yep. uh, is, when is Father's Day? I don't even know when Father's Day is. My, you know, <laughs> my that dad passed bad, away, I so I, I, I haven't been keeping up with that, trying to forget it. Um, yeah. But Father's Day is coming up, birthdays, anniversaries. If you're in a relationship and the relationship isn't going the way you want, but you're afraid to break it off, just let me know and I'll do it for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And with that, um, I got my Funko Pop, my Slashes. I don't know if you can see it. Slashes, Scotty, Funko Pop. So you can check that out. Um, it'll be coming out in stores relatively soon. I'm hoping. I'm waiting to hear back from the manufacturer. Um, and then of course, um, you can. Uh, what else? I have my book, The Ultimate Halloween Movie Experience. I don't know if I have it anywhere around here. Uh, I don't know where it is, but I have my Halloween movie experience forward by Jamie Lee Curtis. Eighteen original interviews, thousands of trivia questions. So pick that up at Target, Barnes and Noble, um, anywhere books are sold, Amazon, whatever. But again, thank you, Catherine, so much for joining me. Yay! See you. Absolutely, we'll definitely do it again. Yep. Right. You have a great rest of your night. You too. The next right. time I need someone or I, I need a middle finger thrown up, I, I will be going on your cameo and I will be booking you for that. There you go. I would love to do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Talk to you later and, and rest, 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 rest. Oh yeah. I need a nap. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye. Bye.